Leadership can be lonely, but it doesn't have to be. Welcome to Rerooted and Thriving, a space to empower and inspire women to lead with authenticity and own their voices. I'm Dr. Tamara Dias, book lover, occasional runner, and a woman on a mission to help you cultivate a sustainable leadership journey. Let's get started. Hello, 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 and welcome to the very first episode of Rerooted and Thriving. I'm so excited to be here because I feel like this has been such a long time coming. I'll get into just exactly what I mean when I say that. But first, I want to just do an introduction of myself because I'm aware that if you're listening to this episode, you may be someone who knows me, has maybe followed me on Twitter or Instagram for a while, or maybe somebody just shared this with you and you're listening to it and you're like, who is this person that has this podcast? What is this all about? No worries. I'll start off with just a little bit of introduction and background to who I am, where I've been, and then I'll share a little bit about where the idea for this podcast came from. So as I say in my intro, I'm Dr. Tamara Dias. I really, I don't know if I can say that I really do one thing when people kind of ask you what you do, Um, but I always like to tell people that I'm a lifelong learner and passionate educator, regardless of what setting I'm in and what I'm doing. So I suppose that my background really starts with my time in undergrad when I was getting my bachelor's degree. And I actually went to college to be a lawyer, mainly because I had a family full of educators and I was determined not to be one. So I just figured, well, if I'm not going to be an educator, I guess the opposite of that is a lawyer. Of course, like life happens, I would end up becoming an educator like the other 30 people in my family. So in undergrad, I ended up getting a bachelor's degree in Spanish and then getting my master's degree in foreign language education. After that, um, I taught in the classroom for seven years. I taught middle school every single one of those years and absolutely loved it. And when I was in the first year of my teaching career, decided to go back and get my doctorate in education leadership. So while I was getting this doctorate and doing all of this work and studying leadership, I had lots of conversations about what I really wanted to do. What type of leader did I want to be in? What setting did I actually want to lead in? And around year three, three and a half, I started looking into organizations that were education-based but would offer different opportunities outside of the classroom. I started to figure out that I wanted to lead, but maybe not necessarily in your typical school principal way. I wanted to do something different. So I would go on to become the executive director of a nonprofit organization, which is really where the vision for this podcast comes from. So as a young woman in the C-suite, I took the executive director role of a nonprofit organization. And I remember being thrown this heavy mission and this huge load of work with very little guidance. And I remember thinking like there has to be some kind of cheat code to leadership. Who has the cheat code? Spoiler alert, there really isn't a cheat code. And a lot of my leadership has been trying things, them not going really well, or sometimes they go really great. And then me learning from them and going from there. So at that time, I really felt like I wanted a supportive community. I wanted people around me. At the time, I was one of maybe three African-American executive directors in my area. And more so, I was the youngest of any of them. So I was about 26 years old. 
So I didn't really get the chance to be around anyone who looked like me and I felt so alone. Leadership for me at that time felt lonely. So I've begun over the years just kind of paying attention to my experiences, being an executive director, engaging with a board of directors, leading a staff, leading volunteers, and just really kind of going through the ups and downs of leadership. And I have to say that that is really what sparked me to then start my own coaching and consulting business. So I have a business where I coach women. Um, I offer leadership guidance and support specifically to women who are just entering their very first leadership position. And from all of those conversations came the idea for Rerooted and Thriving. So you are listening to this podcast after my own, you know, nearly a decade in various leadership positions holding different titles, but also consistent conversation with other women in leadership around their experiences, what they've seen, what they feel like they're missing, what they feel like they want support in. All of that, I feel like I want to share in these next few episodes of this podcast. And in the first of what I hope will be, you know, like 100, 200, 300 episodes of this podcast. All right. So now that you kind of know, I came from this teaching education background, jumped headfirst into leadership, made some mistakes, had to learn from them, felt alone, kind of figured out how to use my voice, began to work with other women and realized that there needed to be a podcast space specifically for women. And for me, women of color who often feel isolated in our work environments, right? Like we go into the office, we go into our space and there are really no other people who look like us in these spaces. We're looking around, we're trying to find support and it is a struggle. Add in all of the emotional tax of what it's like to be a woman and then a person of color in our world and it's just a lot. So that is what this podcast is for. Um, I titled this podcast Rerooted and Thriving because I believe two things. First, I believe that we're all gifted in a specific way. And two, I believe that we all lead in some specific way. Whether we have CEO, director, or executive anywhere in our title is really irrelevant. All of us have some type of leadership in our day-to-day work. We're leading someone. We're leading in some capacity. Someone is looking to us in some way. And so with that, I wanted to start a podcast that really spoke to how do we do this in a sustainable fashion. Turnover is high. I want to say like that we're out of the pandemic, but of course we're not. You know, it's 2021 and we're still feeling the effects of everything that 2020 was. And so looking at just the unhealthy workspaces that a lot of us are in, looking at our unhealthy habits that we have day to day, it makes me realize that we've we've got to figure out how to create some sustainability as women in the work we do so that we're not burnt out and so that we don't reach these places where we're just over it and frustrated and snappy. Like, how do we create practices? What do we do for ourselves? What do we do in our environments? Like, what are the actual steps to lead well, lead authentically, and do what we do in a, in a way that we can be here for another 10, 15, 20 years? So the goal is that this podcast would be all of that and more. So I'm going to jump right in with my topic for today. And my topic for today is really going to center around this this thought that you can't allow someone else's opinion 
to keep you from going after your goals or following your dream or following your vision, all of those things. Where does this come from? So I really wanted to connect this to the whole reason why I picked up this podcast mic in the first place. I actually had the the goal of starting a podcast about two and a half years ago. I was listening to podcasts a lot. It was how I took in most of my information. And I remember thinking, I have something to say, and I feel like I want to share it with a wider audience. I'm on Twitter, I'm on Instagram, but also I really want to do something different. You know, like women can listen to this in their car. And I wanted to start a podcast. And so had the idea, had a couple friends actually tell me, girl, you need to start a podcast. You absolutely should record a podcast. This would be great for you. So I felt inspired at the moment and was really going to do it. And then I logged on to Twitter one day and someone who at the time I considered a friend, um, someone who I really looked up to and admired in their work, um, tweeted something along the lines of like, the last thing we need is another podcast. Can y'all please stop starting podcasts? The market is oversaturated. Nobody's listening. Like something along those lines. And I remember reading that and feeling like, oh my God, how did, how did they know that I was about to start a podcast? And now I actually don't want to. And I thought about that tweet for weeks because this was someone who at the time I considered a friend, right? We're talking, we have a friendship. I look up to them in their work. I admire their leadership. I admire all of the things that they've done. And I consider them a pretty smart and trustworthy person. So to then read that and then, you know, the subsequent tweets about every time I log on, this person has a platform and this person is starting a podcast. All of y'all don't need a platform. All of y'all don't need a podcast. Like I'm reading all of these tweets and I'm taking in all of this information and I'm just feeling really discouraged. And so I decided not to. Um, Coupled with the fact that, you know, anytime you do something new, it's new to you and you're already kind of second guessing yourself a little bit. So I was already wondering, okay, should I do this? Maybe I shouldn't, maybe I should wait. And then to read that, I immediately was like, oh, well, this was a dumb idea. You absolutely should not start a podcast. Go do something else with your life. That was two and a half years ago. And if you follow me on Instagram, um, you know that like for the past year, I had done these mastery minute videos where every Wednesday I would come on, I started them during quarantine and I would come on and give you like a one minute piece of information, advice, encouragement to get throughout the week. It was a quick one minute video. And that actually came from my desire to want to podcast. And I remember thinking I had so much that I wanted to share. And when people would comment like, oh, we need more of this or, oh, I love this. Can you give us something longer? I would feel like, yeah, I really want to. I want to do it in podcast form, but People like, I remember this person saying the last thing I need is another podcast to pop up. Oh my gosh, please don't start another one. So I'm th- I'm hearing this in the back of my head as I'm recording these one minute videos for like encouragement and inspiration and feeling like, man, it's hard for me to cut myself off because I really want to share more and I'm putting myself in this box. And that was really hard. And so at the top of this year, I got really clear on what I wanted to do, who I wanted to reach, what I wanted the impact to look like. And from that, the goal of starting the podcast came back into my head. 
as you can see, it took me a little while to wrap my head around that goal because we are well beyond the beginning of 2021. The year is more than halfway over at this point. I feel like it's going to be Christmas tomorrow. But anyway, it took some time for me to actually take that step to say I'm going to do this, which takes me back to my original point. You can't afford to let someone else's opinion keep you from doing whatever it is that you want to do. Don't be me. And as a leader, one of the things that I've had to get comfortable with is in owning my voice and in owning my position, I have, I've had to get comfortable with the fact that there are going to be people who disagree. Now, I'm not talking about people who you know are providing wise counsel and great feedback, giving you things to think about, to grow and develop, but there are outright people who are just going to come and tell you, actually, you're not that great. You're not talented. You're not smart enough to do that. Or we have enough people like you. We don't need more of you. You can just go sit down. And they will do things like that, whether direct or indirect, to kind of keep you from getting to where you need to be and where you know you want to go. And I also am learning that when we get goals, when we get this desire to accomplish something, we get it for a reason. Whether that is for us to grow or whether it is to impact someone else, which I often believe that is the case, it comes to our thought process and on our minds for a reason. So remember that you can't you can't allow one person, two people, three people who were not given the same goal as you to necessarily understand why you got it in the first place. It's not necessarily their job to accept it and applaud it as long as you have affirmed it and you know that it's a goal you have and it makes sense based on your vision, then really you need you to agree with it. And if you believe in a higher power, then of course, making sure that what you, who you believe in is aligned with that as well. Like consulting, praying and, and thinking on that and, and making sure that you're aligned with your, with your purpose and falling in line with that. But after those are all in order, you don't necessarily need a whole chorus of people behind you telling you this was a fabulous idea. Go for it. So today I wanted to share four things that have helped me as I go after my goals, despite kind of like those moments of negativity where people are saying, you know, we don't need more of this. We don't need more of you. That's not a great idea. You shouldn't do that. Oh my gosh, this is so annoying. When you're hearing those, how do you push to, to accomplish a goal anyway? The first thing I would do is to advise you to check who is in your network. And I'm not just talking like networking in terms of, oh, I want to level up and get a new job. No. Network in terms of anyone you surround yourself with. Who are these people and why are they in your network? Do a double check and, and ask yourself, why are these people in my space? And is this relationship serving me in the way that it should? Now, obviously, I don't want this to be one-sided because you should also be in a space where this is a, a two-way partnership where people in your life are also getting something from your relationship with them. But also oftentimes we have these people who are in our lives that we pour into, that we give to, and we have no idea why. And we're telling ourselves, this is actually a really harmful relationship for me, but I'm still going to entertain it. So I wanna make sure that we take time first to evaluate who is in our network. Two, get very clear on what it is you want. If you want to create a new committee, if you want to create a new event, if you want to start a new program, whatever it is, get very clear on the vision. Why? What does it look like? And what is the purpose? Get very clear on all of those things. 
Because once you have a clear picture of what exactly it is you want, it makes it easier for you to kind of see where you want to go. So when you're out here dealing with negativity and also your vision is really foggy, you can't see where you're going. So you're encountering the negativity, but you also have no idea what you want at the other end. So it becomes 10 times harder to push towards something that is unclear. Clarity in our vision makes things so much easier to navigate. Not necessarily going to make the path completely clear without obstacles, but when you know where you're going, you're able to move past the obstacle because you know you have a destination in mind. All right. And my third tip is watch what you're allowed to allowing yourself to take in through your mind, through your ears, in your conversations, whatever. What are you digesting? And I don't mean in terms of food. One of the things that I've become a proponent of is b- being really conscious of the things that we read, the things that we listen to, and how that's impacting our ability to lead and serve. If you're putting in negativity, if you're digesting negativity, it becomes a lot more difficult to lead in a positive way. So you can also apply this to my first suggestion of of checking your network, right? Because if you have a network full of negative people, if the people in your environment are constantly negative, you're digesting that on a daily basis. It becomes increasingly difficult to put out goodness when you're only digesting negativity. So check your social media feeds. Who are you following? What posts pop up? What books are you reading? What are you watching? Like, what are you digesting? And ask yourself, is this supporting where I want to go and who I want to be? Does this support the vision that I see for myself? And if it doesn't, then you already know, you gotta reevaluate some things and take a different look. So that, that would be my third tip. And then my fourth and final is give yourself space to grow. I think when we have new ideas and we've already kind of heard the negativity, then it puts that much more pressure on us to feel like we have to execute perfectly. So now that I'm launching this, everything has to be perfect. Everything has to be right. I can't make a mistake. I can't mess up. And that is not the, that is not the case. You want to give yourself space and time to grow. Leading doesn't come without making mistakes, right? Like when I first took that executive position, I made so many mistakes, messed up a lot, had to learn, you know, which relationships I needed to cultivate, who wanted to get to know me. I had to prioritize a ton of things and I lost track of stuff and had to get organized. And I wouldn't have been able to learn some of these lessons had I not messed up, but I had to give myself space to grow and space to understand You're just not going to get it all right the first time. So embrace that. Don't feel like if you encounter an obstacle or you make a mistake, that that means your vision is now impossible and you got to go give up and do something different. Not the case at all. So those would be my four tips on going after what you want and reminding yourself that regardless of what someone else has to say about what you want to do about a goal you have, You can't afford to let that opinion keep you from getting to where you need to go. Um, I believe that as leaders, we have a due diligence to lead with our full selves, our full hearts, and with our big visions and our big goals. And I think that the goals that we were given are important and they're valid. And I want to see y'all win. I want to see these visions come to fruition. So those are my suggestions for this week. All right. I don't believe in belaboring things and keeping things long. So this is going to be a short first episode 
you know, maybe you're already at your destination. If you're listening to this in the car, on your commute, um, you're making your breakfast and you're listening to it. We're going to wrap this up. And every week I'm going to end with what I like to call a pearl of wisdom. And I picked the title of pearl of wisdom because when I think about pearls, love them, they're beautiful, but also in their beauty, there, there isn't one pearl that is completely identical to the next when you pick it out of the ocean. There is something different about it and it is, it is unique. Um, and that doesn't take away from its beauty and its authenticity and we love it the way it is. And so pearl of wisdom is going to be just a weekly thought quote from a woman that I admire, a woman that I look up to, to kind of get you going on your week. So this week, uh, my quote comes from the fabulous, the amazing, the always inspirational for me, Audre Lorde. And this quote says, when I dare to be powerful, to use my strength in the service of my vision, then it becomes less and less important whether I am afraid. So a reminder that when we actually put our full selves into our vision and when we focus on that, we don't have time to be afraid. We don't get worried about worried about all the other things that we might be missing. Get clear on that vision and go after it. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Rerooted and Thriving. Be sure to follow me on Instagram at Dr. Tamara W. Dias. And if you're interested in leadership coaching, check out my website, www.tamaradias.com for details on coaching offerings. See you next week.